Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, and this show might seem like it's for the ladies, and some parts of it certainly are, but it really is for everybody. I really think the dudes should listen as well. I think this is a great episode for people who work out, but also maybe even especially for people who don't. And I'm going to start by talking about something really personal to many people, and that is stress-induced incontinence, or what many, especially women, experience after having kids or after significant weight loss. Stress-induced incontinence is basically leaking urine or peeing a little bit when you exercise. This can also happen when you sneeze, when you laugh. And the reason I want to talk about this today is because it is not normal. It can be changed, stopped, improved. There are things you can do about it. But the point of this episode is really larger than that. It's this big picture of things that are clearly wrong, and stress-induced incontinence is one of those things, but also pain or headaches or chronic hunger or chronic fatigue. All of these things that we learn to cope with deal with the symptoms of without getting to the root of the problem and overcoming it. And that is a big mistake. So while we will talk about stress-induced incontinence, the point I want to make in this episode is that many of us, while we might work out, we don't necessarily work on our bodies, right? There is a difference between exercise doing these things we're told to do or we've read about online or everybody else is doing without really paying attention to our own bodies outside of exercise, figuring out what is not right. And instead of dealing with the symptoms, coping with the symptoms or toughing them out or ignoring them, resolving them, noticing what is not right, and then doing intentional work to make it right, whether we're talking about pain or immobility or peeing on yourself. And the reason this came up, it actually came up while I was peeing at the gym, like peeing in a toilet, though, not peeing on myself. That did not happen. So I was in a stall going to the ladies room before my workout, and there were a couple of women right outside the stalls having a conversation about peeing on themselves, literally. And this is very, very common at gyms, especially with certain workouts. But in this case, these two women were were talking and I could hear their conversation. They had just finished the workout I was about to start. And that particular workout included double unders, which is jumping rope, but you rotate the rope twice for every jump. So a single under is basically 
one rope rotation, one jump. A double under is two rope rotations for every one jump. You're jumping higher. You're swinging the rope faster. So one of these women commented to the other. She said, oh, those double unders get me every time. I can do two or three of them, but then I have to stop so I don't pee on myself. And the other woman said, oh, my gosh, me too. It happened to me in yesterday's workout as well when we were running. The first woman said, I mean, is there anything I can do about it? I thought it would get better as I worked out more, as I had been here more, but it's not getting any better. And the other woman said, oh, come on, you've had kids. It's just the way it is now. I just gotten used to changing my pants a lot. Really, the only thing you can do about it is have surgery. And I'm sitting in there peeing in a toilet thinking, no, that is not true. That is no different than saying, oh, well, I'm postmenopausal, so my metabolism has just changed and I can't lose the weight. It's not true. Let me just say, first and foremost, Stress incontinence or peeing a little when you work out, when you cough, when you sneeze, it's super, super common. It happens to a lot of women, but that doesn't mean that it should happen, that we should ignore it and nothing can be done about it. That's just not true. The estimated average is that 30% of women experience stress incontinence. I think that's a really low estimate. The challenge is that most women don't do anything about it for a combination of reasons. I think largely is embarrassment. And the other is just like this conversation reflected, they think there's nothing they can do, that it's just what happens after you have kids or what happens as you get older. Just like it's not normal to be hungry an hour after you eat or have constant cravings or get headaches every day or have constant pain in your back, incontinence is not normal. While it might be common, it doesn't mean we should ignore it. And surgery is not the only option. We tend to have this perspective that exercise is good, period, and we should just do it and deal with the pain, deal with injuries, deal with incontinence and sort of work around it if we can't tough it out. But that is not a good approach. It's just like with food. It's not a good approach to say, well, I eat really healthy and then keep doing it even if it's not working for you. We have to adjust accordingly, and that is as true, if not more true, with movement as it is with food. You have to ask yourself, not only is this working for my body, but is my body working for me? If you're in pain, is what I am doing making my pain better or worse, or is there no change? It shouldn't get worse, and there shouldn't be no change. You should be proactive in making it better. Same thing with mobility. Same thing with stress incontinence. These are signals from the body that something isn't right. And they they require different degrees of intervention, right? There are some things, let's say you have severe arthritis, that just mobility and form and posture isn't necessarily going to work make it better. But many, many things, including stress incontinence, can be improved and completely overcome if we are intentional about paying attention to our bodies and reacting accordingly instead of just going into the gym and going through the workout because we're supposed to without regard to our own bodies. We are so quick to focus on muscle groups like arms or legs or back, and we do squats and crunches and sit-ups, but we never look at what is causing the issue. And this was really true for me. For years and years, I had knee pain. 
and it would go from one knee to the other. Sometimes it was both. And I just tried to work around it. Right. So if my knees were hurting, particularly uh, one workout, I, I might not do lunges or I might not squat heavy or I might not run. And I was coping, but I wasn't ever saying what is causing this pain and what can I do about it? And that was a big mistake. When I decided to prioritize working on my body as much as, if not more than, working out, I began to resolve these issues. And so I'm not just assessing, are my workouts helping me reach my goals, but is my body getting better? Am I increasing in flexibility and mobility? Am I increasing in strength? Where am I in pain or discomfort and is it getting better? Incontinence is one of many signals from our body. And I want to talk very specifically about that issue right now because it came up and because there are many things we can do about it and there are many things we can stop doing that can make it worse. I will say, not to the surprise of anybody who has been listening to the podcast for a while, I am not a pelvic floor specialist, okay? And I am not here to pretend I am one. However, I do want to have a conversation about what the pelvic floor is, how we can make it stronger, and give you some uh, resources to help you address this if it is an issue for you. But then after I talk about that, I want to talk about body work in general and why it matters so much and how we can get started, why it's so important, especially if we're not working out, but certainly as well if we are. So I want to explain in regards to stress incontinence or leaking urine when you work out or do certain kinds of workouts or cough or sneeze or things like that. I want to point out why this happens, what's going on in the body, and again, point you to some resources to help you resolve them, not ignore them, okay? Not ignore them. So when we talk about stress incontinence, we have to talk about your core, your core, your midline, okay? And when I say core, I know lots of people think abs and planks and sit-ups and no, Your core is about so much more than your abs. And if you have knee pain, hip pain, back pain, immobility, struggles with strength, or incontinence, your core is a huge part of that. Everything extends from your core. So joint pain in your shoulders is related to your core. Joint pain in your knees and your ankles is related to your core because All strength really extends from our midline. And many, many dysfunctions, including pelvic floor issues or incontinence, extend from the midline. All right. Now, there is a specialist known as or group of specialists known as pelvic floor physiotherapists, right? So physiotherapists are like physical therapists and they really understand how the body works from the inside out and many of them have a specialty in core and pelvic floor. If you are dealing with incontinence, hear me loud and clear, find yourself a physiotherapist who is specialized in core and pelvic floor and go get an exam. I'm going to link over in the show notes on primalpotential.com to how you can find one near you and some resources to help you find one near you. Because 
ultimately, what I'm going to share today are some general factors that contribute to these issues and some general things you can look to do or stop doing. But the first one is go get a personalized exam that is specific to you because they'll be able to assess if you're dealing with any kind of prolapse. But they'll also be able to evaluate your musculature in general, your posture, your breathing, and give you strategies specific to you because just like we shouldn't ignore knee pain or back pain and just push through it and try to find strategies around it, it is not an effective strategy to just keep changing your pants or wear a pad when you have a workout that includes running or box jumps or jump rope. That's not a strategy. That is avoidance. And just like avoiding a nutrition strategy that isn't working for you, it doesn't help us live our fullest potential, do the things we can do, and we're ignoring a problem. And when we do that, we're probably going to make it worse. And I don't think anybody wants their incontinence to get worse. So step number one, please, 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 if you are dealing with any degree of incontinence, even if it's only when you sneeze, even if it's only when you're doing particular workouts, go find a pelvic floor specialist, a physiotherapist that has experience with core and pelvic floor and get a personalized exam, okay? Because your core has an impact on everything. Your knee pain, your back pain, mobility, incontinence, everything, all right? They do exist and they will be able to help you. It's not just about being more mobile or not peeing on yourself. This has a huge impact on your sex life and your posture and so many other things. So get this resolved. Check out those resources that'll be linked up over on the show notes page for this episode on primalpotential.com. Let's talk for a second about your core. Because like I said, when I say core, you think abs, you think, you know, obliques, you think planks, you think sit-ups. Yeah. Okay. Your obliques and your upper and lower abdominals are part of your core, as are your back muscles, right? And that's probably where we pay the most attention. We think of what we see, and we see our upper abs, our lower abs, we see our sides, we see our back, but what we are ignoring is what is on the inside, okay? There is a physiotherapist named Jessie Mundell, and I crossed paths with her a few years ago. We were both going through the same business coaching program at the same time, and I love the way that she describes your core. She describes it like a soda can, all right? And we can all visualize a soda can. And what we think about are the parts we can see, okay? And when it comes to the core, we're thinking about the sides of the can, our obliques, the front of the can, our upper and lower abdominals. Uh, And then, of course, we can see our back muscles as well. But the top and the bottom of that can is a huge part of your core that gets ignored. And when we ignore it, we often end up with issues like stress incontinence, among many other things. The top of the soda can, the top of your core, is your diaphragm. And the bottom of the soda can, the bottom of your core, is your pelvic floor. Now, when people initially think about, well, maybe there's something I can do about my incontinence. They often think about doing Kegel exercises, right? Most ladies out there know exactly what I'm talking about. If you don't, go ahead and Google it. But the thing with Kegels is that they're only targeting the bottom of the soda can, right? And that is not an effective strategy. We have to focus on the entire core as well as the pelvic 
floor. We need total core engagement and stabilization. We have to know how to optimize our entire core, not just our abs, not just our pelvic floor. All right. One of the things we can do and focus on and practice as part of body work beyond working out is strengthening our diaphragm. First, learning how to engage it. And one of the ways we can do that is with learning how to breathe well, both in general as a conscious exercise, no different than stretching or meditating, but absolutely positively learning how to breathe well when we are working out, right? We overlook this because it happens unconsciously. We're going to breathe whether we are thinking about it or not. But Going beyond working out into body work is about really training your breath, training yourself to breathe into your diaphragm, fill up that entire core space as well as your pelvis. We have to do that as opposed to just going through a workout. What most people do is just unconsciously breathing without really getting that stabilization that comes from breathing well. And a strong diaphragm begins with a strong breath, not just unconsciously breathing. And this isn't something that we only practice when we're working out. Chances are when we're working out, we're thinking of so many factors that if we don't actively practice breathing really well and activating our diaphragm, really breathing into that space as well as to the abdominal cavity, as well as breathing into your pelvis, right? Consciously breathing, paying attention to where that breath goes and then releasing it in a conscious way as well. If we don't practice that outside of our workouts, that skill set is not going to be automatically available to us when we are thinking about other things like lifting a weight up off the ground. Breathing well is incredibly important. And how we inhale, how we exhale has a legit impact on our ability to stabilize from our midline right? And that impacts the pelvic floor and continence, but it also impacts our strength and our power, our stability and agility and mobility because strength extends from your midline out, right? So you can practice very simply taking deep, deep breaths, conscious breaths, not just like, (gasps) when I do that, I'm filling up my lungs, right? And that's not what we want. We don't just want to like suck air as if we are, you know, inhaling a balloon that is being forced into our mouths, right? Releasing the air from a balloon into our mouths. No, that's not what we want. We want a deep breath into that abdominal cavity, into the diaphragm. You should be able to see not just your chest, right? If you just suck in air, You're going to see your chest rise, but that's not what we want to focus on. We want to focus on really filling that belly area, targeting the diaphragm, the full core, including the pelvic floor. One great way to practice this, well, first of all, just anytime, anywhere, focus on these deep controlled breaths. But if you're somebody who has been in a plank position before, one way to take that to the next level is use that plank position as an opportunity to practice that breath control in that place where you already have some core engagement, but now you're looking to really fill up that entire abdominal cavity instead of just sucking air into your lungs and practice that way. 
Breathing is a huge part of it. Now, there are two common things that a lot of, especially women, do almost unconsciously, especially when they're working out, that cause a lot of or exacerbate a lot of incontinence issues or pelvic floor issues. And those two things, number one is clenching your butt and the other is sucking in your gut. Okay, so going back to that soda can example that I shared from Jesse Mundell, if you were to take either a soda can or you can imagine it as a balloon and pinch it around the middle, what happens? You put lots of pressure on the top and the bottom, right? That is what happens. And so many women are just in the habit, I think probably some men too, in the habit of walking around all day with your belly sucked in. And you're putting unnecessary and almost constant pressure on your diaphragm and on your pelvic floor. And that doesn't strengthen them. It weakens them. So really consciously focus on not always having your belly sucked in. That is not a healthy posture, right? That is not a healthy posture. That's not core engagement. It's actually unhealthy pressure on parts of your core, okay? The other thing is clenching your butt because what happens is, let's use the arms as an example for a second. If you were to flex your tricep, your bicep kind of naturally relaxes. Same thing with your uh, with your core, all right? So when you clench your butt, and a lot of women do this when they're working out, they really focus in certain movements on squeezing your butt really, really tight. Now, there is a time and a place for that, but it's not constant, right? It is absolutely not a constant thing because as we squeeze our glutes, as we tighten those muscles, it sort of forces the pelvic floor to relax, right? It tells it to just not engage. So two problems going on, sucking in your belly so that you look maybe a little bit smaller than you want to look, and also squeezing your butt. Both of those things are going to weaken your diaphragm as well as your pelvic floor, okay? No good, no good. So keep that in mind. The overarching picture, though, that I want to return to is the importance of body work, which is different from working out. I believe that body work is even more important than working out. Body work is about you. It's not about somebody else's plan or program, but hey, what's off? What's working well? Where is there pain or soreness? And what am I doing about it? We have to break this habit of just gutting it out, toughing it out, ignoring the problem, but rather identifying it and resolving it. That might for you mean committing to breathing exercises or actively noticing when you're sucking in and letting your abdominals, your front abdominals relax. It might mean working on balance. It might mean working on stability or posture. Posture is a huge one for me because I find myself kind of sitting hunched over my computer a lot of the day. And that has everything out of alignment, certainly my midline, right? Because in an ideal posture uh, stance, my ribs should be over my pelvis, right? But when I'm hunched over, my chest is sort of tipping forward. My ribs are ahead of my pelvis, of my hips, and my head is usually in front of 
my shoulders as opposed to squarely over straight line neutral spine and my midline is not strong in that position. And I'm fostering not only imbalances, but also general weakness. So posture is something that I actively work on. If I notice that I'm sitting in that hunched over position, either in my car or at my desk, if I'm if I'm at home, I stand up, I realign myself, I walk around a few minutes, and then I sit back down with good posture. If I find myself again with crappy posture, I stand up, I reset. Same thing in my car. I've really been working on, I tend to sit on one butt cheek when I'm driving and I spend a fair amount of time in the car. And when I notice that, and it causes a lot of lower back pain, of course, because one side is compensating for the other. And then that translates into my workouts. I feel that. So I notice on really being square, having my weight centered instead of off-center, right? Having a neutral spine position, that is a practice. That is body work. But it also, for me, means seeing a chiropractor as well as a massage therapist and doing breath work. Now, I know some of you are like, well, I can't afford to see a chiropractor or massage therapist. That's fine. Those are options. Get a foam roller or a band and do some banded work to work on your mobility, your strength, your flexibility. Again, I am not an expert in body work, but you know what? The brilliant thing about this day and age is there are many of them, and there's probably one near you. You need to have a physiotherapist evaluate you, especially one who specializes in core and pelvic floor if you're dealing with incontinence. When you have pain, do not just push through it. There's a... um. There is a book that I am rereading, and it is by uh, Kelly Starrett. It's called Becoming a Supple Leopard. I think that's becoming, but anyway, Supple Leopard is part of the, the line there, the title. And it is a powerful resource for figuring out where your pain points are and addressing them. Now, it does read like a textbook. So if you're looking for something lighter, that is probably not the book for you. But Kelly Starrett also has a monthly subscription for like $10 a month. He puts out daily videos on mobility and flexibility and functional movement so that we can more precisely diagnose what's going on with ourselves and work to correct either alignment issues or mobility issues, strength issues. And there are always those resources available. Many of them are available for free, many more available at very low cost. But ultimately, the problem is only going to get worse if you continue to ignore it. Okay, too many people are going to the gym and working on their abs or working on their squats, but ignoring what's going on on the inside and just coping with pain instead of resolving it. They're ignoring posture, ignoring breathing, ignoring mobility and agility and not paying attention to what is wrong and is it getting better? What can I do to make it better? Whether or not you work out, you've got to do body work right? And if you do work out, that is not the same thing as body work. And it doesn't take the place of body work. I'm going to link to the Supple Leopard book in the show notes over at primalpotential.com. But the premise of the book, as he puts it, is giving people the tools they need to perform basic routine maintenance on their body so that they have a model for preventing, treating, and resolving injury and pain, as well as improving mobility. And from his perspective, the priority over anything else is your midline. That is the starting point for back pain, shoulder pain, knee pain, foot pain, and 
stress incontinence, right? We push, we pull, we squat, we do all this work without thought. Oh my gosh, that was a poem. We push, we pull, we squat, we do all this work without thought. I need to keep going on that and make that a legit poem because I think that would be a really good one and effective because it's true. We do all of this work without paying any attention to what is right with my body, what is wrong with my body, and what am I doing about it, which is just as crazy as eating food without giving any thought to how we feel and if we are seeing results just because somebody told us we should do it that way, right? If you see a problem, you've got to address it. You've got to rehab it intentionally. And that's not because you want to work out and be mobile. It's be it's true because we have to be functional. We want to be able to sit up and we want to be able to get up off the floor and push things overhead and pick things up off the ground, right? Our sitting postures matter. Our standing postures matter so that we can remain functional and pain and injury free. And Kelly Starrett says in this book, and again, I'm going through it for the second or third time now, he says that we transmit all force, whether that's in the gym or in our homes, through our core and into our extremities. So everything we do with our head, with our arms, with our legs, extends from the core, right? So, and this is a this is a direct quote from Kelly Starrett. If you don't organize and brace your spine optimally in a neutral position with your head aligned over your shoulders and your rib cage balanced over your pelvis, you cannot effectively transmit energy to the primary engines of your hips and your shoulders. And this is going to result in staggering losses of stability, force, and power, and it opens the floodgates to pain and injury. And no doubt, stress incontinence is a part of that. So the big message here is not me telling you how to resolve your stress incontinence because I'm not an expert, but I'm definitely considering getting one on the show to talk about some of those strategies in more detail, but really to remind you that we are fools to just ignore the problems and try to work around them. We must get to the root of it and resolve it, and we all have the power to do so. So check out the show notes over on primalpotential.com if you want to identify a physiotherapist in your area. But at the end of the day, no matter what, do not ignore personalized body work. Do not ignore pain or problems. Resolve them. Hope you guys have a great day. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there.